Good evening, one and all. Welcome to another installment of Podcast Plays, courtesy of Manic Expression. Tonight's presentation is Reflection, written and edited by Patricia Miranda. Music is provided by Les Lawner, Max Wehner, Ichabod Todd, and Leandra Rizzo. Announcements are done by that long-haired creepy guy. Podcast Plays are brought to you by the Manic Expression Store. Show your support by buying a t-shirt, mug, or Manic Expression the Collection. And now, Reflection. All right, students, we only have a few minutes before class ends. Instead of going over your answers to last week's test like we usually do, I will be handing them out right now for you to see your final results. I would be more than happy to go over the answers with you, which half of you desperately needed in account of your low scores, but I'm afraid I will be leaving for a week going out of town. In the meantime, Mrs. McNeil will be wrapping up the story of the Louisiana Purchase with Lewis and Clark right before teaching you about the War of 1812. (laughs) Now, as I was saying, for the students who received a score lower than 70% on the test, we'll be writing a three-page essay on the Louisiana Purchase to better understand the subject I will be due in two weeks. That's when I'll be returning from my trip. Then we shall continue with the War of 1812 with watching a documentary on the subject that I expect you to pay close attention to, for you will be quizzed during the watching. Alright then, class. See you in two weeks. I expect you not to slack off with your lessons while I'm gone. Don't worry, Miss Anderson. You'll be okay under my watch. Ah, Miss McNeil. Just the person I was looking for. I already laid out my assignments for you to teach the students for next week. I need you to especially keep an eye out for the Witty Brothers. Those boys have been delivering mediocre essays and have scored very low on their tests lately. Understood. However, I believe that... Excellent. Now, as much as I would love to stay and give you a more detailed explanation on the assignments, I have a lot to do and very little time. Wait, there's something that the other teachers and I have been concerned about. You see, we've noticed that you have been very... What's the word? Extreme over your students this school year. Now, we know that you're a very hard-working history teacher, and especially for high school, it isn't very easy. But I think you're going a little overboard with these students. I have the Whitney brothers as my students in English class, and they have a pretty rough life. James has a part-time job to raise money to go to college because his grades won't grant him any decent scholarships, and Greg has ADD and can't concentrate well during tests. In fact, he gets nervous to the point of crying. I didn't know this. It wasn't even on their records. Why didn't they tell me this before term started? 
because they're afraid of you. Almost all the students are. The teachers and I have come together to tell you that we hope that this week-long trip you're taking will roughen out the edges and become a bit more approachable. Miss McNeil, as much as I appreciate your time to discuss this matter with me, you must understand that I am a very busy woman dedicated to giving knowledge of history to these students. I've done so for 10 years, and every semester gets harder and harder. Every generation of kids progressively gets more irresponsible, lazy, and ignorant of everything around them. The world is a harsh place, and I'm only giving them a taste of what's to come. These kids being raised by parents telling them that they can do whatever they want, and if they work hard, their dreams will come true, is all false. So, if you don't like the way I'm teaching, that's fine. I didn't say that. However, if this is about the Witty Brothers that you're mostly concerned of, I will help them out a little bit more with after-school tutoring. Susie Velez is one of my best students. She can help them out. Well, thank you. That's good for the boys. Now, as for you... Oh my, it's already 2.50. I'm behind schedule. As stated, all the assignments are in the folder and they are to be taught as such. Um, goodbye, Miss Anderson. I'm home. Hey, Luke, you're home early. I can say the same for you, Jojo. You're usually at the classroom grading tests and prepping for next week's course. Well, lucky for me, knowing that I was going to be gone for a week, I had already prepped next week's course in advance and handed it over to Miss McNeil. She'll be in charge of taking care of the class while we spend every minute not worrying about such menial things like that. How about yourself? Well, since I've been working for the company every working day for the past five years, I had accumulated a lot of vacation time and then some. In fact, William was wondering if I was ever going to be having any time off. Seemed like a relief to him when I told him I was going to be gone for a week. Don't mind him. He's just jealous that he's not as passionate about the company as you are. If it wasn't for the fact that he was the founder's son and had to be the CEO out of obligations, you would lead it with an iron pencil. You know me too well. As I should. In the next 17 hours, I will be your devoted wife. To love and to cherish. Next to the day we first met, in our first date at the planetarium observing the Mars exhibit, and watching the laser show playing to a love from outer space, tomorrow will be the happiest day in my life. You are the sun to my earth. I love you, Jojo. Oh, wonderful. It's Max calling me again about meeting him at his place with his friends for my swinging bachelor party. It's going to be nothing but drunk exotic dancers and listening to the guys talking on and on about enjoying being single while it lasts. I told him I didn't want one, but he insisted on and on until I accepted like a trypanphobic getting a flu shot. At least we're on the same boat. My younger sister and her college friends are on their way here for my bachelorette party. That'll be featuring with most likely copious amounts of hard liquor and idiotic board games asking questions like, Have you ever roleplayed as a fantasy character before sex? Or something like that. 
So you're getting the better end of the stick. I see. Regardless, by tomorrow night, we'll be on a plane flying all the way to Europe to enjoy our week-long tour from the United Kingdom to Italy. So a few hours of agony seems not so bad when you put it in perspective. You always know how to make me feel better, Luke. You're right. Let's get this evening over with. If you can do it, so can I. Actually, I'm hesitant on this outing. I want nothing more than to relax in the living room watching a new episode of Nova or Doctor Who. However, seeing I did commit myself to this event, I must uphold my promise to participate. With that said, I am off. I'll see you in a few hours. me making the final preparations for the wedding, work at the school, and spending time with my husband-to-be has really been eating up my spare time. Chad told me to tell you the same thing. He may be 22, but he still misses his big sister and is surprised that you haven't reached him, both physical or online. Tell him what I told you, Melanie. I've been super busy. You and Chad should understand that. Finishing up your final year at Webb Creek College, after all. <laughs> right. Well, you remember my friends Mary Ellen, Stephanie, Hannah, Karen, and Valerie. Yes, hello there. Nice to see you again. Well, looks like someone has gone overboard with the appetizers again. There's only going to be eight of us, not twenty. Well, what can I say? I always prepare extra in case more people show up. If they don't, you can at least bring home the leftovers. Same old Joe. You certainly haven't changed. Now, you said there was going to be eight people, and there's seven of us. Who's the other person? Well, um, you see, I invited... I'll get it! No, wait, let me get it! Don't be ridiculous, I can answer my own door. Judith! What a surprise. Josephine, it's been too long. I told you never to call me that. Melanie, how are you, my dear little sister? You've finally grown up into a lovely woman. I'm fine, Judy. Thanks for coming. I was afraid you weren't going to show up. How have you been? Great. 
I have finally completed my four-year travel across the country documenting the lives of the people in it. Right now, PBS has gotten the raw footage and will put it together for a mini-series which should come out by next year or the following. Right now, I'm back in this tiny Pudunk town for the wedding and then head back home to L.A. with Gene and the kids. After that, who knows who my next assignment will be and where it will be located. You know me. I can't stand settling in at one place. I always have to be on the go. Yes, that part in you hasn't changed one bit, Judith. Always having to leave and not caring about the things or people you leave behind. Don't get started on that again, Josephine. That was a long time ago. What's going on? Nothing, dear. Yes, nothing to be concerned about, sir. But enough about me. How have you been, Melanie? What's Chad up to? Are you guys still in school? Yeah, in our last year. I'm almost done getting my bachelor's degree in cosmetology, and Chad's getting his degree in electrical engineering. Wow, Chad's becoming an electrical engineer. Just like... Well, now that all the guests have arrived, let's get this party over with. Yes, of course. Judy, what was that about? I'll explain it another time. But for now, let's help our strange sister loosen up a bit. Don't worry, I can help with that. Come on, Mary Ellen. It's an easy one. You only have five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Ooh, time's up. The answer was... William Henry Harrison. William Henry Harrison. He was president for... 31 days before he died of septic shock. That's correct again, Joe. However, Mary Ellen had to answer the question, so Bonza! Again? This is preposterous. You know the rules, Joe. If a team member can't answer a question correctly or at all, all of you have to take a shot. Judy, it's your turn. All right, then. Six. I'll read this one. If you get this question incorrectly, then it'll be my turn to catch up. But if answered correctly, then Melanie, Karen, Valerie, and I will win the game. I landed on the geography square, so this will be easy. Okay, then. Here's your question. There are two living species of alligator currently living in two parts of the world. One lives in the United States, the other lives in where? Ha! That's easy. China. Even though now they're currently an endangered species, but given how old this board game is, the fact still stands. 
You're right. It's China. And that's the game. Now, what was it that the loser team had to do again, Mulaney? Don't you dare. Well, the losing team has to... Take a double shot of whiskey ginger. Go on, ladies. Bottoms up. I'll never forgive you for this. <coughs> well, that was fun. But I think that's enough for tonight. I'm gonna go get some rest for the wedding tomorrow. It's only been three hours, Josephine. We have plenty of time. Don't call me that, Judith. I'll get it. Good evening, officer. How can I help you? Well, we've come over to your place to inspect it. Real good. I can assure you that unless you have a warrant for that, you will be doing no such thing. Goodbye. Relax, Joe. These are the male dancers I hired for the party. Please, come in. Wait, what? Hello, ladies. We've heard that you've been very naughty. We've come to put you in your place. To dance the night away. This is beyond what I expected. The liquor, the dancers, the loud music. It's so overwhelming. Oh! Oh no, not this! <laughs> Is Joe going to be alright? Don't worry about her. The fun of this party just got the better of her. Oh. Okay. Let's leave her alone for a while. Woohoo! This is my favorite song! Come on, Judy! Let's dance! Now you're speaking my language! <laughs> Where am I? I'm in my bed. How did I get here? Who can be this early in the morning? Josephine, you can't be serious. It's 9 a.m. and you're still not ready? The limousine's here to take us to the church. Oh no, the wedding. I overslept. I have to get ready. Come on, Joe. Judy and I will help you. She'll put your wedding gown on and I'll put your makeup on in the limo. Okay, Melanie, let's 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 do it. Oh, 
I had no idea why I took your advice of having three shots of ginger whiskey in addition to two servings of cranberry and vodka drinks, Melanie. <gasps> I am splitting migraine. Hey, don't blame me. I was quite surprised you lost three games in a row. It wasn't me. It was Stephanie, Hannah, and Mary Ellen. They were too liquored up from answering a basic question right. So we had no choice but to take those shots. Unfortunately, I wasn't giving your amazing ability to recover from massive hangovers. Oh. Will you please stay still, Josephine? This lipstick is smudging all over your chin. For the last time, don't you dare call me that! You know how I feel about my real name. I'm sorry, Cho. It's just I want you to look at least half-decent for this big occasion. After all, it's not every day someone in our family gets married. As for who's left of us, anyway. But you're right. I'm sorry. I'm just not used to pounding myself with all that liquor and staying up until almost midnight. I would have much preferred if we had a more quiet bachelorette party. Opening gifts and listening to warnings about married life. Get used to a quiet home while you still have a chance, especially when kids come to your life. Make sure he doesn't leave a mess around the house during football season. Elevate his pillows to mellow out his loud snoring. Well, I certainly don't have to worry about nonsense like that. Thank God. I'll be seeing you ladies later. I want to get at least a decent seat so I can record the wedding for future sentimental viewings. Yeah, see you later, Judy. As I was saying, I'm very lucky to have a man like Luke because I don't think anyone else would put up with my high-strung personality and my busy schedule. He's truly one of a kind. He may be a stick in the mud like you are, but he's a nice guy and you deserve each other. Thanks, Mel. I really appreciate that. Mel? Wow, you haven't called me that in ages. What's up with that? I don't know. Maybe wedding jitters is making me think back to the fleeting memories of my youth. Oh no! It's already 9.30! We only have 30 minutes to get ready for the ceremony! Come on, Melanie. We have a lot of work to do. Sure thing, boss. Dear, I hardly recognize myself. You truly outdid yourself, Melanie. Yeah, you actually look beautiful. Seriously, you really should take better care of your looks more often. I have too much to do that I don't have an ounce of time to worry about such things. But you did do a fine job. I thank you for this. Sure thing. Oh, before I forget, I was told to give you this. A gift for me? Thanks. Actually, it's not from me. 
Chad found it while emptying out our old childhood home six months ago. He was hoping that the next time you would visit him at the dorms, he would hand it to you. But since you never did, I decided to give it to you personally while coming here for the party. I see. Open it! I want to see what it is! Okay, here goes. These are my old belongings. I can't believe Chad found this. I thought this was rotting away in some dump ages ago. Oh god, did I really look like that? I look like Jules' kid's sister. Makes sense, since everyone looked like that back then. Oh, that must be Trudy. Sorry, Joe, but I have to get ready with the other bridesmaids. I'll see you in a bit. My old Walkman with my summer mixtapes. I wonder if this old thing still works. Ah, metal corrosion around the battery compartment. Oh well. My old jean jacket. There we go. It's a little snug around the arms, but it surprisingly fits okay. Then again, I wouldn't be caught dead in it anymore. One last gift. Ah, my old compact mirror. How I missed you so. No. No, no, I must still be buzzed from last night. It can't be. Will you stop that? Seriously, you need to cool out. Sorry, but this is very weird. Weird? How? I'm sorry, I'm not accustomed to speaking to my 14-year-old self. Especially since you look like an extra from Clueless. Hey, that's my favorite movie. Don't be dissing. My apologies. Man, these wedding jitters must be really affecting me more than I thought. Wedding? You're getting married? That's choice. To whom? Well, it's... Never mind. I only have a few minutes to get ready and you're distracting me. Back in the box you go! It's stuck! What is the meaning of this? Listen, I know you're wigging out, but this is the only way I can give you the scoop. Now, if you can give me a few minutes of your time, you can go back to your plain Jane life. You dig? Sure, but at least talk like a normal person. Jeez, you're seriously bugging. You're doing it again! Oh, oh right. What do you want from me? Here's the thing. You've turned into a square. I'm here to shape you up back into something mondo cool. You're serious? Listen, you. The name is Josie. Right. Josie. I don't have time for this. In a few moments, I'm going to be leaving this room, walk down the aisle, get married to the love of my life, go to the reception party, and spend a week in Europe as Mrs. Lucas Mertz. Wait, what? Lucas Lucas? A snotty geek from math class? <laughs> well, that's right. He was called that, wasn't he? I completely forgot about that.
Hey, Josie, check out that geek over there. He can't take his eyes off of you. Yeah, he's in my math class. He's known as Mucus Lucas from everyone I know. I wonder why he's giving me those creepy wolf eyes. Well, from my young adult experience, I say he's got a crush on you. Ew. No way, Jose. There's no way I'm going to be seen around by a geek who can't keep his nose clean. You never know, Josie. Maybe he'll grow up to be president or something someday. As if. Why don't you date him, smart pants? He's way too young for me. He looks even younger than most of the freshmen in school. Maybe he skipped a grade or two. Whatever. There's no way in a million, billion, trillion years I would go out with that dork. Well, I'm staying after school to study for my SATs with my friends. Would you mind watching the twins? Dad has to work a double shift again. <sighs> sure. No problemo. Thanks, Josie. I owe you. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to. Look, I'm sure you're a cool guy despite the Mondo groups not spewing out of your nose, but I don't know you outside of Mr. Wood's math class and occasionally seeing you walk to the computer club that the school has every Thursday afternoon. So stay away from me. Okay. I'll just leave this here. Sorry to have bothered you. My welcome here. How'd you get this? Well, I got it from Mr. Wood's confiscation drawer. After class, he was called to go outside from the principal because he accidentally parked in her spot. Then, I opened up the drawer and got your Walkman. That's neat and all, but why? I don't even know you. Sure you do. You let me cut in front of the lunch line to get the last tapioca pudding once. That's because I hated tapioca and you looked like you wanted it so badly, so I let you have it. You were with the principal to stop the bullies from stuffing me in the locker. I had to go to the principal's office that day. We just so happened to see the bullies doing that while we were walking there. You even wrote this letter for me. Of course you know me. You're just pretending because you don't want to be caught being with someone like me. What letter? Let me see that. To LM, I think you are totally hot. Would you like to see a movie with me after school? From J.A. You see? J.A. Josie Anderson. L.M. Lucas Mertz. Okay. First off... That letter was meant for Lawrence Matthews, not you. Oh, Lawrence Matthews, the school's best track athlete. I see. Well, sorry for pestering you. I'll leave you alone now. Bye. Hey, wait! Yes? I can't go to the movies tonight anyway because I'm babysitting. However, would you like to hang out with me at my place tomorrow? We can watch some TV and stuff. Um, yeah, I'd like that. Cool. See you then. Wow, you actually showed up? Well, you invited me to your house, didn't you? Yeah, I guess I did. Alright, then, let's bounce. So, 
Alright man, what's 411 on that runny nose? Just rhinitis. It really affects me a lot during spring and summertime since I'm allergic to many things. Dust, dander, pollen, and strong odors like perfume. Because of this, I've now been given the distinctive nickname of Mucus Lucas. I really hate it. It's not fair. Oh, jeez. I'm sorry. Oh, why don't you call yourself another name? Oh, like Carl or Albert? Um, I was thinking Luke. Like Luke Perry from 90210. That's pretty close to your name. Luke. I like it. I like it a lot. Thanks, Josie. It's very... quaint. Yeah, it's not much, but it's home. Hey guys, did you have fun with Grandma today? These are the twins, Chad and Melanie. They're really cute. How old are they? They'll be two in August. How about you? Do you have any brothers and sisters? No, I'm an only child. Mom died when I was five. Dad never got remarried because he loved her too much and didn't want anyone to want to replace her. Family-wise, it's been me, my dad, Aunt Tori, Uncle David, and little cousin Davy. Other than that, I'm pretty much alone. Sure, I have my acquaintances at the computer club, but I don't see them outside of school. Dad doesn't want me to visit anyone's house or go out anywhere unless it's in a safe environment with adult supervision. He says he doesn't want to lose the last part of Mom in his life. But you're here. I'm taking a risk, but so far, it's been okay. Right, um, hey. You want to listen to all the rad songs on my Walkman? It took me all of last summer, but I was able to make the perfect mixtape. Check it out. Madonna, Alanis Morissette, Vanessa Williams, John Colvin, and my idol, Jewel. I hope that when I get older, I can be a famous singer just like they are. So I can travel around the world, write and sing amazing songs, and move out of this nowhere town. That's quite a dream. I hope it comes true. It will. Dad is working really hard to save money so we can move to California. And Judy is planning on going to Berkeley this summer for journalism. She promised that when she settled to a new place, then we can go to I'm so excited! Oh, I see. Well, I hope that you'll write to me when you get there. That way we can stay in touch. We can be pen pals. Sure, why not? And that's where we first became friends. It was a small seed towards a blooming relationship. 
I fondly cherish that memory. That's it. Good. Now you're letting down your heavy chains. You'll be hip and lax in no time. Excuse me? You have a lot of baggage inside. You can't use your full potential unless you let it go instead of holding it in. Be a bit more like me. I'm fun, cheerful, and easy to be around with. I know that deep down, you miss that about you. No, 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 no. That's not how it works, sweetheart. You can't be soft in a world that wants to punch you into submission. This trip down memory lane has been fun, but I seriously have a wedding to go to. You can't stop now. I won't let you. I know this part of the story ain't over, so why don't you continue off from here? <sighs> if I must... What, Josephine? Answer me! Nothing, Mother. Nothing at all. You're hiding something from me. I know you are. No, Mother. It's just me and Grandma and the twins. Honest. You liar! You're a liar, Josephine! Stop lying to your mother! You know that I can't stand liars. Why can't you be good like your sister Judith? She wouldn't keep nothing from me. Stop it. I'm sorry. I'll be good. I promise I'll be good. Oh, look who it is. Chad and Melanie. Hi, sweeties. Come give mommy a hug. Mother, I, I don't think that's a good idea. I'm the mother here, Josephine. I know what's best. You're just an irritating child. Go to your room right now. I'll be upstairs in a minute to discuss with you and that boy. That's right. I saw you with a boy, and I demand answers. Mother, you're home. What a surprise. I thought the depression workshops over at Shore Valley were supposed to end next month. I quit the workshops. Nothing but a bunch of whining, crying babies and spineless doctors who don't know how to deal with them except giving them pills and a whole bunch of nonsense about focusing on the positives. I'm a stay-at-home mom with four kids, a wife whose husband works at a crummy electric plant for long hours every day, and living in one of the worst neighborhoods in Webb Creek. I can't help if I can't focus on the positives in my life. Besides, I've been gone for far too long, and I have responsibilities to do. Yes, I understand, Mother. But the point of you going to the workshops is to focus on yourself and getting better. You've been suffering from a lot of rage attacks, and Dad and I have been very concerned for you. Concerned? <laughs> Don't make me laugh. 
I'm a strong and tough woman. I don't need no doctors from the loony bin to tell me that. Sure, I learned a thing or two, but nothing I didn't know from watching people on Sally or Oprah. But you're right. I do need to calm down and spend more time with you kids, including you, Judith. You're the good kid around here. Unlike that Josephine who lies and hides stuff from me. Mother, what do you... Oh, no, not again. Josie, what happened? Mother, she was attacking me again. She knew that I had Luke over. She freaked out on me. Who the heck is Luke? Mucus Lucas, that geeky kid from math class. What? You invited him? Why? Long story, but why is Mother home? She's not supposed to be here until she got better, but she's still just as angry as ever. I know. I'm so sorry, Josie. It's going to be okay. We just have to stay strong, especially for the twins. Easy for you to say. You're leaving to California in a few months. You're going to be away from us. Not fair. Hey, I worked hard day and night getting the best grades I can. Besides, I haven't been accepted at Berkeley yet. I still need to take my SATs and hope that I get good scores. You can, too, if you paid attention in class a little more. You're lucky that you're halfway decent in theater, gym, and American history. Don't remind me. Our grades for the remaining school years be given out this coming week, and I know Mother will freak out when she sees them. Look, just let Dad know about them, and pray to God that you got by the B's and C's. This should be a good lesson to learn to utilize those after-school tutoring sessions. But it hasn't been a walk in the park for me. Even after asking all my teachers for advice, I still can't get the hang of math, science, and French class. What I do know from the teachers, I can't help but listen to music with my Walkman. It makes me feel good. I don't feel stressed out. But you get in trouble for that. You've been sent to detention twice over the semester because of that. Yeah, thank goodness Mother hasn't found out yet. Look, you can't crack into pressure just because things get tough. You're not the only one going through stuff. I know. I guess it's been hard for all of us. Yeah, such is life. It's up to us on how we want to face it, and it doesn't come easy. Let me tell you. But as long as we're together, we can give each other enough support to endure. Sleeping if I'm destined to find rest in bed I'm trapped inside a nightmare in my head I feel like I am famished but I'm fed I'm waiting on the outside but I'm in I'm waiting on the outside but I'm And I still recall on that memory all too well. It's been my life motto. Life is hard. You have to deal with the hard punches or it'll pummel you to the ground. Trust me, I know that. But unlike Mother, I still found a way to keep my spirits up. I know you do it in your own weird, lame ways. 
By lame you mean going out to planetariums and museums with Luke every other Saturday? Starting my own book club, reading biographies of the Founding Fathers and discussing about them? Focusing on new assignments for the students to be more engaged on the topic of the week? And cooking a new recipe to complete one page on my cookbook? Then yes, I do find those enlightening. Anyway, if you're done here, I have a wedding to go to. So, farewell, Josie. I'm sure when I'm more sobered up, I would have forgotten this ever happened. Oh, wow. That's just plain nuts. You see, Josie, when you grow up and mature into adulthood, you'd be surprised on how much you change as a person. It's not just physically. Your interests change. The people you befriend changes. And most importantly, your way of contemplating life changes. Our lives start out simple, but then changes into something more complex in both the good and the bad. Yeah, that's true. But there's always room for some things to stay the same. Especially if we loved it when we were kids. Don't you miss snacking on sweets without worrying if your hips would go too wide? Or watching a movie that you've watched a million times but want to watch again because you loved it so much? Listening to your favorite song on the radio and grabbing your Walkman so you can record as much of it as you can before the tape runs out. Rehearsing for the lead roles in the school play so you can memorize the lines and songs. Yes, those were fun, but I've passed that point in my life long ago. It's time to write a new chapter in my life, and you, Josie, are not welcome anymore. I don't understand. Why don't you want me? As much as what you said represented my youth once upon a time, that's one half of it. I dare not recollect those memories anymore. I've hidden them away for a reason, and I intend to let it stay that way. So I want you out of my life for good. I don't need you anymore. Jeez Louise, you've gotten really cold. Set in your ways. Fine, I'll go. I'll hit the road. But just remember this important lesson. Learn to love and to forgive. You'll be more happy. Learn to love and forgive. What's taking her so long? The ceremony should have started 15 minutes ago. Maybe her wedding jitters have gotten the best of her. She's probably changing her mind about marrying Luke. Nonsense. Josephine wouldn't get cold feet at a time like this. Something's up. Did you notice anything strange while you were adding the finishing touches to her hair and makeup? Well, Chad had brought a box labeled for Joe from our old house a few months ago when we moved out. It looked like a bunch of junk, like some blocky radio, an old mirror, and a jean jacket. Seriously? A jean jacket? That's so 90s. Are you sure of this? Yeah, I'm sure. Joe was surprised that Chad found it. She thought it was riding away in some old dumpster. It almost was. What do you mean? Well, you were like a baby when this happened. But this must have been over 20 years ago. Our mother had just come home from the hospital slightly early than she should have. She was still filled with rage and anger due to multiple things. Depression, anxiety, not being satisfied with her current life, Dad constantly working long shifts at his job and not being home enough, and Josephine not living up to her expectations. When she was younger, she had struggled with school and that made Mother very upset. She constantly demanded to live up to me since I always brought home good grades. It would stay after school bettering them. 
But in reality, I wanted those good grades so I could get a scholarship to transfer to an out-of-state school and move away from home. Okay. Well, what does this have to do with that box of her old stuff? Well, it all began a few weeks before school ended, when Josephine got home and walked in... What do you mean you have to stay late tonight? You've been taking too many night shifts, and from the looks of you, it has truly affected you. You look tired, your skin has become sallow, and you have no energy left when you come home. I swear, if I just sneezed at you, you'll kill over. Wait, hold on. Not so fast, Josephine. You make your way toward that living room. I want to have a word with you. All right, so what were you saying? Well, I hope they're paying you a lot of money with the rate that you're working at. Especially since I think it's about time that we moved out of this old dump. Well, I didn't ask you to pay for those workshops, did I? I told you they weren't necessary. We could have used it for a new air conditioner or proper water heating. It's like an oven in here now that summer is approaching. Well then, I'll let you figure that out. Listen, I have to go. I had to take care of a few things. Okay, bye. Hello, Mother. You have some serious explaining to do, Josephine. I was doing a long overdue spring cleaning in this house, and I found this under your bed. How could you have grades this poor? Mother, it's only two C's. The rest of them are B's. Not good enough. Grades like this belong to people who work in fast food restaurants and clean floors for $5 an hour. Please, Mother, I'm trying my hardest. It's just been really hard. You have no idea what living a hard life is, Josephine. You have a roof over your head, three square meals a day, and clothes on your back. There are people out there who are in wheelchairs begging for money outside so that they can get a bite to eat, or scrawny African babies dying from diseases miles away from civilization. They have a hard life. I came from an orphanage where no one wanted me. No family gave me a home to live in. I had to leave at 18 and went to homeless shelter after homeless shelter, not knowing if I was going to make it. That's a hard life. You should be thankful for what you have. Yes, ma'am. You know what? I think your life is way too full of distractions. Silly little things that get in the way of being a good person of society like Judith. I have all of your cassette tapes, that radio thingy, and your flashy jacket, and I'm going to toss it in the garbage. No, Mother. Please don't. That music is the only thing that makes me happy. It comes and soothes me. Well, no more. You are not going to end up like a harlot in this messed up world, Josephine. Not my daughter. So say goodbye to your sinful possessions. No! Please, no, I beg of you, please don't. I'll do anything. Please, no. Mother, what's going on? Nothing, Judith. Just trying to teach Josephine a lesson on not putting too much time on unnecessary garbage. I'm tossing her old stuff away to the dump. Wait, Mother. May I suggest that? I take it. Judith, I raised you better than this. You do not need such poison in your life. No, I meant that I was going to... give it for donation for underprivileged families. Judy, no, don't do it. No, dear. I don't want other good-natured families to be distracted from unworldly trash. 
If you'll excuse me, I'll be on my way. Wait! What is it? I'll go to the dump and throw it away for you. I need to head out of town anyway to get brochures to California. I do need to learn about it so I can get ready to learn my surroundings for Berkeley. Of course, Judith. I knew you would understand. Judy, no. I thought you were my side. Please don't do this. I need to go. No, no, no. Shut up or I'll give you something to cry about. You never went to the dump, did you? No. In reality, I did get the brochures to show that I wasn't lying to Mother. Then, when they all went to sleep, I went into the attic and wrote on the box Josephine's stuff and placed it in a dark corner. Apparently, it worked off. Wow. And Joe never knew about this. Yeah. I'm going to go check on her to see if she's okay. I'll come too. Before you do, let the priest know that the ceremony will be slightly delayed. I'll head over to the makeup room to see if Josephine didn't become a runaway bride. Right. Hello? Josephine? Josephine, are you in there? You may enter. So, you've been looking through your old stuff. Guess I can rule out the runaway bride idea. I guess so. Relics of simpler times, huh? If you want to call that, sure. At least that's what I've been reminded of over these past few minutes. Listen, do you want to call the wedding off? Because if you're not ready to be committed, then it's perfectly understandable. No! I've waited for years for this moment. I'm as ready as I'll ever be. It's just that looking back on my old stuff triggered all these suppressed memories of our lives from 20 years ago. Back when it was just us. The twins. Grandma. Dad. And... Mother. I knew this day would come, Josephine. Please don't call me that. Look, I know that I wasn't perfect. Even I've made my fair share of mistakes. Yeah, like how you abandoned us after you graduated from high school. I've regretted leaving you guys behind, but you have to understand that I was 18 and ready to live my own life for once. I had dedicated all of my time raising you when Mother would be laying in her bed for hours on end not satisfied with her life. Cooking, cleaning, getting you dressed, walking to school with you and back home, helping you with your homework, and comforting you when Mother would strike you. When the twins were born, I thought I was going to be stuck at Webb Creek forever, when all I wanted to do was go away. I've even come close to running away from home multiple times when I was 13. But I knew that I was going to be leaving you behind, and I didn't want to do that to you. Even after I promised I was going to let you move to California with me after I settled in, I didn't because I enjoyed the freedom of being my own person for once. Even after being married and having kids of my own hasn't changed that. Now my boys are becoming teenagers. I missed out on a large part of their lives, and I'll never get a chance to live through that part of motherhood. I'm just as out of touch as mother was to us. Don't say that. You are nowhere near as distressed and as strange as mother was. She had some serious issues that was too proud to admit, and she never got the proper help. In the end, it was too late for her. I remember her lowest point vividly. 
the worst day of my life happened shortly after the best day of my life. Oh, Josie, that was such a wonderful night. Thank you so much for taking me out to the new Web Creek Planetarium at the museum. You're welcome, Luke. It was the least I could do after you helped me study for the final math exam. Seriously, Mr. Wood had been so pushy with all those tough equations. If I ever become a singing teacher, I would never tell my students to sing until their voices give out. <laughs> well, you're no Mr. Wood, that's for sure. You got that right. It's getting late. Are you sure your mom won't be upset with you? No, mother's out right now when a woman's workshop to better herself as a mom now that Judy is gone. She wants to be a better role model for the twins. Speaking of which, dad is at home watching them now. That's good to hear your mother is getting the help she needs. I'm just glad your dad was okay with you going out this late at night. Dad was hesitant about it at first, but then he realized that I was becoming a teenager and I needed to experience my own life and not worry about every corner being filled with danger. As long as I had company with me, he was okay with it. It made him happy to know I was going on a date with my new girlfriend. <laughs> I had a great time with you, Luke. Hope we get to go out again soon. I know. How about a nice walk at Web Creek Park next Saturday? We can enjoy the landmarks and have a picnic under the shade of the centuries-old tree. Sounds nice. Well, good night, Josie. Good night, Luke. Good. Everyone's asleep. I should do the same. Dad? 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 Dad, wake up. Your face is turning blue, Dad. Come on, wake up. Wake up, Dad. Dad. Dad! Josephine! What's all the yelling about? <gasps> oh. Oh. Call 911 now! Get to it! Right now! According to the doctor's prognosis, he suffered from a heart attack at approximately 8.23 p.m. His chest paralyzed him and he could barely move from the couch until he died at around 9.15 p.m. 9.15 p.m., eh? That was roughly about 15 minutes after you got home from that outing with the boy. Yet you didn't notice him at all? You just went up to your room without a care in the world and didn't check on your father or the twins to see if they were okay? I didn't know that he was dead. I thought he may have slept on the couch because he fell asleep while watching the twins. If I would have known, I would have called 911 immediately. 
You are the only one who could have prevented this from happening. Because of you, I am now a widow with three kids to raise by myself. Now Chad and Melanie will never know who their father was, and it's all your fault. I hope that museum trip was worth it, because you're never going out with anyone again. Never! Every day after school, you will be with me taking care of the twins. I will never forgive you for this, Josephine. You have ruined my life! After that, she gave me the worst beating I've ever experienced. She was too full of blind rage to stop. She kept on going until the teachers noticed the black and blue marks from my arms and face. I kept saying they were falling accidents, but eventually they figured it out. She was taken to Shore Valley Hospital for a more permanent stay. I couldn't stand to see her anymore. Not after everything she did to us. To me, I was always a disappointment to her. I was never good enough. I was even blamed for Dad's death. That if I didn't go out with Luke and been at home with Dad and the twins that night, I would have saved him. Maybe she's right. If I would have stayed at home like I was supposed to, maybe Dad would be here right now. Listen, you can't blame yourself. It wasn't your fault. Dad was overworking himself and it costed him dearly. I know he was desperate to leave Webb Creek as you and me, but he put that goal over his health. We didn't know how hard he had worked at the time. We were young back then. If I would have known like I did now, I would have gladly put my money to help with the bills instead of California. But I was selfish, and I didn't want to return to a place where I was miserable at. I'm sorry if me abandoning you guys ruined your lives after that. For many years, I was angry with you. I was furious with you that you left me to be the matriarch of the household at 14. I had to sacrifice everything so that Chad and Melanie could have a better future. Sure, Grandma stayed with us as our legal guardian, but she was really old at the time and could only do so much. The money that Dad left behind, the pension money that Grandma had, was the only way we were able to survive. I had to cook, clean, take the kids to daycare, take Grandma to her doctor's appointments, and make sure our lives weren't going down the gutter. Then when Grandma finally died a few days after I graduated from college, I became the sole guardian for Chad and Melanie. And where were you? Off in California, and then leaving to Brazil the first chance you got for that stupid documentary internship. I said that I was sorry. You're right. I should have been there. I tried to be a part of your lives after Dad died. I visited every holiday and stayed during the summers, delaying my year of graduating. But even then, you didn't speak to me or stayed in the same room as me. You would leave to go to school, go to work, run an errand, or go out with Luke. You became a completely different person. The young, feisty teenage girl who loved music and wanted to grow up to be a singer was long gone. It was like I had lost three family members that day. Mother, Dad, and Josie. I haven't heard you say that name in years. I know you've been through so much, and that has changed you in a drastic way. But if there's one thing that can't be denied is that Chad and Mulaney are better people because of you. You've raised them right, and because of your sacrifice, they're going to graduate from college with hopeful careers on the horizon. Melanie is very talented with her skills. It's Chad I'm concerned for. He wants to be an electrical engineer. Just like Dad. Chad will be fine. It's finally about time not to worry about the twins anymore. 
They've already grown and on their way to crafting their own lives. It's about time you begin another chapter on yours with Luke. Yes. I'm finally ready to let go of my burdens. I'm ready to step forward toward the future. It's crazy that just a few months ago, we moved out of that wretched house we were raised in, and now it's being scheduled to be demolished, wiping that part of our lives forever. I'm so happy that you're finally breaking that thick-coated armor you've been inside for over 20 years. This is a gigantic step towards forgiveness and healing. This time, I will be there to help you on this journey. Promise you'll continue. I will. I love you, Judy. Thank you for everything. Wow, am I seeing this correctly? Judy and Joe hugging each other? I must be dreaming. Sorry, Mulaney. We were just healing some old wounds that were long overdue to be patched. Agreed. Let the wedding commence. Good morning, Miss Anderson. I mean, Mrs. Mertz. I take it you enjoyed your honeymoon? It was indeed a wonderful trip. Thank you, Miss McNeil. Everything went well this week? For the most part, yes. I have received the papers about the Louisiana Purchase from the students who got a low score on your tests. Everyone did very well, including the Whitney brothers. But just barely. They were just about ready to for the War of 1812. Thank you so much for covering my class this week, Miss McNeil. I'm ready to take over from here again. Of course, Mrs. Mertz. Have a nice day. Same to you. Morning class, I have returned from my week-long trip. First, there will be a few changes that I expect you to pick up on right away. My name is now Mrs. Mertz, and I will be addressed as such. Secondly, I have received your papers and essays, and all of you have done exceptionally well. I am so proud of you for working so hard all semester. I hope you continue to do well for the remaining year. And finally, we'll be doing something different in our agenda. We'll be doing today's class outside at Webb Creek Park. It'll be nice to enjoy listening to history while we're outside, enjoying the fresh air, sunlight, and receiving shade from the centuries-old trees. Then we'll have a picnic and have a walk around the old landmarks. It's always nice to explore what we see now. But if we don't explore the past and learn from its triumphs and failures, then we can't properly move forward. With that said, let's start heading out. The day is still young.
man to sit and rot with a fist for a hand and a jaw filled with knots. If he's prepared to remain stagnant during the unending days of his awkward descent into a land of obscurity, cold and lonely, there's room for one person only. Reflection, starring Patricia Miranda as Joe Anderson and Mother, Tia Ladesma as Mrs. McNeil, James Daniel Walsh as Luke Mertz, Aaron Collar as Melanie, Megan Wessel as Judy, Patrick Dunn as Male Dancer, Emmy Walsh as Josie, Jim Bevan as Lucas. Buy Ichabod Todd's album on Amazon and iTunes, as well as subscribing to his YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Ichabod Todd. Buy Max Wiener's album on Bandcamp, and subscribe to his YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Art of Max. Check out Leandra Rizzo's album on Bandcamp at bandcamp.com slash Zimmera. Check out other podcast plays from talented Manic members, their own personal videos, blogs, and podcasts at manic-expression.com.